Hey, everybody, this is Jeremy Rowe, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie on this balmy Sunday morning, 18 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Welcome to Pennsylvania. Go, go away, winter. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, uh, I'm really, uh, I'm aching for summer to get here real quick. Yeah, same here, man. At least in spring. My goodness. You I know. know. I know. This is brutal when you work outside in these temperatures and stuff. Oh, I hate oh, it. Yeah, I can imagine. So. I don't even like going into my garage and getting in a car, you know, even though it's probably 50 degrees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Howie, on the heels of Super Bowl 56, man. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. And, you know, both to both of our surprises, to be honest, you know, um, I don't think you and I saw Cincinnati hanging in there. No, no, but we did but see did. LA winning, though. We were the only ones, right? Yes, yes, we did call that. Um, it, you know having conversations with a couple of different people. And, and I, I think the turning point in that game, you know, give, give the guy credit is uh, Odell Beckham jr. When he went out injured, mm-hmm. that seemed to change that game. It did. Um, Cause LA started, it was kind of in control there. They were kind of moving the ball pretty much at will. And I think when Odell went out, it really made Cincinnati be able to kind of, try to contain Cooper cup a little bit more, maybe by doubling him or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they definitely changed their scheme. They, they slowed the game up a little bit on offense. Yep. You know, and yeah, I thought, I thought they did a good job of hanging in there for sure. Yeah, they did. You know, considering a lot of people didn't even think they, they should have been there, you know, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and they gave, they gave it a shot. They gave it a game, but (laughs) I think what it came, what I think what it boiled down to is the fact, you know, like, like I said last week when we were doing our predictions, I just, LA was just too talented. They just had too much talent, you know? Yeah, you're right. Uh, there was a thing going out on online uh, in regards to that game before the game started. There were mm-hmm. a lot of Cincinnati Bengal fans and even former players. And they're like, oh, we better not see any Pittsburgh Steeler fans or players be rooting for us. You know, don't be, don't be a Bengals fan now. And uh, 
<laughs> and there are a bunch of ex Steeler players coming on. It's like, oh, don't worry, <laughs> we're not going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could. Uh, it'd be tough for me to root for a rival in the Super Bowl for sure. So yeah, right? I was gonna say, I don't how many know. Times did you root for the Patriots? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just can't. I, I think I did root for them. The when last they played time Philly. <laughs> the, well, it might have been that one actually. Um, but no, I think when they were on the verge of breaking the record, because um, oh. when, when Brady was on the verge of becoming the most winning Super Bowl quarterback of all time, I was like, oh, well, this is kind of cool to sit there and watch history or whatever. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. So, you know, I do get caught up in those moments sometimes to be able to say you sit there and, and witness history is kind of a cool True. thing. True. I can um, see. So, yeah, it, it was a good game. Um, but I did. Hey, I also called MVP Cooper Cup. I called yeah, that. You did. Well, so. I called the and first touchdown catch of the game. You did. You called that. Um, I, I thought it was pretty crazy, though. Like, Cup didn't do, he was kind of what, maybe, you know, an average receiver. But yeah. all of a sudden, that, that last drive of the game, I mean, he just dominated. He dominated. And not just by, I mean, he was drawing penalties. I mean, everything. Even mm-hmm. when he wasn't getting yards by catching the ball, he was getting them by the penalties. It was just insane. I would say he's the Wes Welker, you know, of Super Bowls in a sense. He he really stepped it up when it counted. Yeah, he he sure did. He he played an amazing game there at the end uh, when they needed him most. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he was just getting open. I mean, just yeah, didn't matter what route you called or where he was lined up. He was just getting open. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, kudos to Matthew Stafford too. You know, um, playing in Detroit all them years and not really really being able to be in pressure pack situations like that, that means something, you know, right. I mean, granted he's won a lot of comeback games in Detroit, but that's because they were always bad and <laughs> were always coming back. So yeah, he, he had no choice, but to come back if he wanted. Right. To. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, good game. It was a good game. And uh, what'd you think of the halftime show, Howie? Um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of negativity and such. I mean, I don't know. It was fun for me to watch Eminem perform uh, i i thought the sound quality was bad so that's what i was saying too is like the music and everything seemed fine but then the the lyric the vocals seemed yeah. too low yeah you know? especially when like snoop started it out and uh yeah. and i was like i don't know i'm having a hard time hearing the i don't know it's just not your typical concert where you can hear the voice right. uh, of the musician you know going out but yeah, that one was uh, – I, I didn't mind it. I mean – Yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of what they go for with, you know, a lot of these recent Super Bowl time sh- halftime shows. Now, this this is a little bit more controversial artist than they've used before. Sure. Uh, but they usually do try to go for that little nostalgia feel and, you know, getting – I don't know. Like, it almost seems like they use an older act and then have a maybe a younger act or two with them to kind of help – push them along the path you know what i mean and i think that's what they were doing with this kendrick lamar in this Mm -hmm. obvious situation yeah but i thought it was good i thought the only thing i was disappointed in and it's you know it's not anything they did wrong but there was a lot of rumors flying around that there was going to be this holograph of tupac oh and it never happened but the thing was somewhere in the the middle when the transition they played a little snippet of i ain't mad at you by tupac yeah, and it sounded I was, when that happened. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. Here it is, and then it didn't. It was just a transition to another song, 
And it was kind of like, eh, well, that was disappointing because yeah. you heard these rumors and then all of a sudden you hear a clip of Tupac song and you're like, eh, and it didn't happen. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, what do you think of the, uh, everybody made a big deal or a lot of people made a big deal of Eminem kneeling at the end. I didn't see that as a big deal. I didn't see it as a big deal because I think you can take it for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Cause when he did kneel, it was right at that same time when I was telling you about uh, the transition to Tupac. Yep. Um, so a lot of people are saying, was it a kneel to honor Tupac? Was it a kneel for social injustice? Uh -huh. It doesn't matter. It, it was three seconds and it, I don't know. It, it, Even if it was a kneel for social injustice. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was like, okay, you know what? It wasn't at an inappropriate time, like the national yes. anthem, for example, yes. in my opinion. Yes. Yes. You know, exactly. So, so if you want to, like I said, I don't, I don't have issues with people having issues against social injustice. I just hate what they, when they do it and how they right. do it to, you know, overshadow other important things. Correct. Yeah. That, I, I totally agree with that statement, Hallie. It, it wasn't at a bad time and it didn't really, you know, mm -hmm. bring a lot of um, attention to at an inter-opportune time, I guess is what I'm saying. Just like, right. kind of, yeah, like it was, it was at an, it was at an okay time. It was in the middle of a performance. It made a point, whatever, whatever his point was. And really only he knows what his point is unless somebody would ask him about it. Right. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, you know, was it, maybe it was more than one point. Maybe it was to do both. Maybe it was a social injustice movement and maybe it was just kind of a quick homage to, to Tupac mm -hmm. as well. You know, yeah, I mean, who knows so, an homage to him being to returning, you know, to the limelight. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah no, I, I, thought I thought he was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed watching him just because I was a big fan of his growing up. And yep. Uh, and and Snoop, I've always liked Snoop Dogg. You know, he's just yeah. he's always entertaining to me. He's yeah, he's fun. You know, and, and of course, you know, everybody found that little clip of him uh, lighting up before his performance. <laughs> so, you know, nothing unusual yeah. there. Yep, I know that was the other thing I was like, we were asked saying last week. You know, is he going to be smoking on stage and? Yep. Yeah, at least so, that route, right? Yeah, and Dr. Dre, and I know we're not in our birthday segment part of the show yet, but Dr. Dre just actually did celebrate a birthday as well. Uh, I think on February 18th, uh, he oh, turned, wow. 50, yeah, 57 years old. So, okay. Guys looking good, man. 57 yeah, yeah. years old, I'll tell you. And I think if, wasn't it reported last year or two years ago or something that he had a brain aneurysm or something? Or do you remember that? I don't. Yeah, it was I something like that. It wasn't, wow. it wasn't that long ago. So, okay. um, yeah. So, you know, kudos to Dr. Dre, man. He's, uh, he's still pumping it out and, you know, he was fun as a performer, but obviously he's going to always be known for his production and, you know, with his, you know, finding of Snoop Dogg and Eminem and yeah, just, uh, you know, well, I was doing something right. I would say with all the, like the recent race tensions that we've been experiencing over the last couple of years, yeah. uh, I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people thought negatively of the halftime Super Bowl show only because everybody's been like so overwhelmed with race and race concerns and race issues. Mm -hmm. And they, and I think a lot of people felt like it, this was just another um, attempt to throw race in people's faces and and, and that's what I've always said, you know, if we can just stop throwing this stuff out there the way we're throwing it out there, we mm -hmm. can get we can get past a lot of what people are going through just by simply yeah. saying, you know what, we're not going to give the attention to people who are that way. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I agree. And I, and I don't think, you know, it was, I, I didn't take that. I didn't take it that way at all. As far as I the race either. thing, that's, you know, no. um, but, but there yeah, was a lot well, of commercials for it. Um, I will say that there was a lot of commercials for, um, you know, race and there was a lot, I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, how much are they going to push these electric cars down our throats? I know. I know that was even, <laughs> even, was it even a Chevy truck or something for electric? Yeah. Cars? I mean, it's a nice looking truck, but yeah. Uh, yeah but I thought that was interesting. We tend to forget the price tag on these things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That thing can't be cheap. No, um, it, I guarantee I you over a hundred thousand guarantee it. And you know, you, you brought it up, Howie, but like the commercials weren't really that great this year again. No, like they're really, no, they were they're really not, they're really not doing well with them anymore. I would not be wanting to pay how much money they're paying for these spots. Like, uh-uh. like it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, whatever. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, it's their company they can pay whatever they want to pay, but yeah, for the product they're putting out there, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of anticipation and you're really excited to see what they're going to put into these commercials. And mm-hmm. they just seem like regular commercials. Like they're know, nothing. Like you're all in nothing. anticipation thinking, Oh yeah. Man, it'd be a great. And it's like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw Jim Carrey with this cable guy in there. Did you see that one? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, there was a, a Doritos commercial. That was pretty good. I remember um, they usually do a good job. Doritos usually free oh, yeah. low. They usually, they usually do a good job. I didn't see um, the uh, Clydesdale. Oh, the, yep. the Clydesdale. They didn't use a Dalmatian. Did you notice that? I did not. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. Is there a reason behind that? Oh, I okay. I didn't know if there was a reason behind it. I don't know if there, was a, if there was a reason behind it or not. I almost think they used like a lab or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I was shocked to see that. So. Yeah, same here. That was, but yeah, you know, all in all, it was a good Super Bowl. We had, you know, I had a good time sitting there watching it. It was mm-hmm. uh, exciting. Came down to the end. Yep. And um, yeah, so we'll see what happens for next year. And I guess the, the odds are already out. I'm happy to say the the Bills and the Chiefs are the the top two as far as uh, Super Bowl odds next year. So looks like they think very highly of what Buffalo has going. So I'm ha- I'm happy about that. So they don't have uh, Mason Rudolph as the, uh, the hero <laughs> of the uh, the league or what? No, no, he's the front runner for MVP. Though. Oh, oh, okay. For for comeback player of the year, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he hasn't really played. So you think that's what they're, they're not going to go with a Rudolph no, Richard, do you think? No, they can't. There's, I mean, there's so many um, free agent quarterbacks out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. I can't see them picking up one. And you know what? There was another one they started throwing out there. and um, Garoppolo? No. Well, Garoppolo's been out there. But um, um, the guy from the Colts. Um, Wentz? Yeah, Carson yeah. Wentz. And yeah. I've always said from day one, I feel like Carson Wentz would be a good fit only because he's got like a Ben Roethlisberger type of uh, um, yeah. mechanics about him. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, he might be a good temporary fix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not terrible. I mean, no. you know, I don't know. But who knows? Yeah even if they don't go the free agency free agency route or trade or anything like that, I honestly think they're better off just seeing what they got with Haskins. To be honest. I'd, I'd much rather have Haskins than Rudolph. I, I agree. And I don't understand. Haskins just doesn't even seem to be much of a, a thought talking point. point. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't get that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what they want. <laughs> yeah. Honest. Right. Well, you that know, is maybe the that's the worst way. They, they tend not to report anything and, 
and then boom here they are so we'll see what happens yeah so you know as the super bowl went down it was a good game i guess it was i think they said it was one of the highest rated in the last seven years or something like that so that's exciting yeah um much better than the ratings of the olympics by the way yeah they're not doing so well <laughs> yeah, yeah they're i have this um when you look at the uh one two three four five six the top six um lowest rated olympic days in olympic history all belong to 2022 get out i mean yeah uh that's that's saying is that, so. is that american viewership or is that worldwide or what is i believe that? that's american viewership because it's only 6.93 million right good point um, yep so to me, it's like saying a lot. It's telling us that, you know, we're done with the politics of things, kind of like what we're experiencing with China. Yep. Uh, we're, and just, I don't know, there's, there's just not enough of, um, I don't know, what is that? The American spirit, I guess you can say. You know? well, I think they've done a, I think they've done a poor job of promoting it this year too, honestly. Yeah, I agree. You know? And not to mention the fact that um, we don't have the, the hockey players, right? true um it's, you know it's just you, you don't have the pro hockey players that's different which by the way um i just saw that i think finland beat russia i think finland finland won and i think it's their first ever oh wow uh olympic hockey hockey medal i think is what i saw so yeah who would who would have guessed that yeah <laughs> and then, uh the women's uh hockey team uh usa got the silver and canada got the gold so uh yeah, who would have saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think ever since women's hockey has been in the league, it's been Canada versus U.S. for gold in the in the gold medal game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's always them too. Always. Mm -hmm. I think so, last year U.S. won it, and then or not last year, last Olympics the U.S. won it, and then okay. this Olympics the Canadian team won it. So yeah, I would imagine that's gonna be that way for quite a while. You know. Um, mm -hmm. they, they always seem to have the two best hockey teams for sure in the women's division. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a little disappointing and, uh, I'm not quite sure what you can point the finger towards in regards to the ratings there, but I just, I, I honestly think a lot of it boils down to how it's just a poor promotion. Like I really, I mean, usually I'll even, you know, cup, turn a couple things here on here, mm -hmm. they, you know, here or there or whatever. And, I think I watched one event this year and oh, that's it. Okay. I usually enjoy watching the curling. I didn't watch any of that this year. You know, huh. uh, they have, they have that uh, snowboard race. Did you ever see that? I think it's called oh, yeah. snowboard access. Yeah. Well, this that, was, this was Sean White's last Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He did uh, announce that. Yeah. I think, you he know, Nick, and Nick, fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think he just missed out on the medal. Yep. And you know, that's another thing too. Like you have a big star like Sean White that was such a big name for so long. And like, why wouldn't you use that more for promotion? I know. You know? Like, it's all, yeah. Cause think about like in the summer Olympics, we obviously heavily promoted the uh, swimmer who won every gold medal, you know, Phelps. Yeah. Yeah. Phelps. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, we definitely had some people to promote and, you know, then Simone Biles and all that. Yep. Um, no difference here. We can, we can definitely promote a lot of folks here in the uh, winter Olympics, but uh, I just think I, I think the promotion, like you just said, uh, was lacking. I also think that the venue was was another reason people weren't fans of it being in China. 
Well, that's, and you know, I was just going to say that too, because as I'm looking at your ratings you have on the screen there, Howie, is look, look oh, at I that. Know. It's, all, it's all Beijing, Tokyo. It's all, you know what I mean? Like it's all like Asian. Stuff. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, that's all the way to the opposite side of the world. Yeah. And that means when everything is happening, it's when everybody here is in asleep or at work or whatever, you uh-huh. know, like, so of course people don't need to watch it no. because they've already seen it updated on their phone. That's only oh. going to be aired later that night in prime time. You know what I mean? Yeah. They already know the results. Yep. So, yeah. So it, it, yeah, it's just, it's tough to, you know, when you got something like that going on halfway across the world, and you already know the results before it's aired, it kind of doesn't make it as fun to watch, honestly. No, you're right. You're right. So. But yeah, that's that's the ratings. And uh, yeah, one one extreme to the other. You know, the Super Bowl really well, and uh, Olympics uh, not, so, not so good. So. Yeah. But, uh, but same, hey, you know same. what? We're going to also lose ratings in baseball this year, too, by the way, if they continue yeah. on this level of. Yeah, I see, you know, I see they already got rid of some games mm-hmm. so yeah i guess they pushed out to like um i guess they would have probably already started some games by now right howie or well pitchers and catchers would be reporting oh, okay so so right. no games yet but uh yeah it's uh it's a shame it's a shame that we're going this route how, you know how do they not see all this stuff coming up in the future and know what it's going to do to hurt the game and get it worked out before it gets to this point. Right. I don't understand. I know because both players and owners lose. Yes. You know, players aren't going to get paid. Owners are obviously not going to get their money's worth. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider and how this affects other people. Think about the, um, the concessions workers in these stadiums yep. and, and yep. the folks that have to do the uh, day-to-day stuff there. Uh, I mean, it's, they're affecting everybody and uh and all we're worried about is making millionaires billionaires and right it's a shame yeah it is and you know i I guess that brings to mind a question for you though howie is would you be a scab if they called you up in a second (laughs) (laughs) in a second That's right. Uh, that's. Uh, I mean, I'll suit up at PNC Park if we had to. Do you ever think that would happen again? Uh, I mean, in Major League Baseball, probably not. Probably not yeah. because you're going to be dealing with a lot of college ball players, and there's a lot of rules and laws when it comes to um, playing pro sports and and then also college and. Well, they're getting away from that now, though. Yeah, they added I know. that. Uh, what is it called? The NIL or whatever, or uh, something like that. But anyway, it you know, college athletes are allowed to earn money now off promotional stuff and things like that. So only in D one right now, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. Yeah. I believe you're right. But um, yeah, that that definitely could change some things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where hey, there's an opening in the pro leagues because such and such are on strike or not want yeah. to play. You know, you guys can go. We'll give you an exemption to earn some money, and when things get sorted out, you can come back to college. No big deal. You know, yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that happening. I mean, I could, see, yeah, I could see it happening. I just, oh my gosh, I, I don't think it'll draw a crowd. Unfortunately, yeah, more, yeah, and that's the thing too, right? Is mm-hmm. you want to put all these this time and money and effort into opening a stadium and getting things going, and 
mm-hmm. doing what you have to do to make that happen because it's not cheap to get all that started. Yeah. And then are you going to draw, are you going to draw the revenue to pay for it? Then? Right. You know? And we've lost a lot of viewership. You know, we've lost a lot of fans because yeah. of the last strike. This isn't going to yeah. help. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. yeah, this is this one actually considered a strike or is this one uh, a lockout? Which Well, as of right now, it's just a lockout, but it's okay. going to go that direction if they if no one comes to terms. I mean, it's going right. to. I mean, in my opinion, a lockout is a strike and. You know, somebody. Yeah, well, I think I think the difference is a lockout is when the owners mm-hmm. don't agree with what the players are doing and tell them they can't come. Right. Whereas a strike is the players not agreeing with the owners and saying we're not coming. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, a strike is there. There's something already in place, and the players are refusing to play, even though there's right. something in place where a lockout is. Yeah, um, we're trying to work out something, and you're refusing. And uh, right. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But it's the same concept, really. It sure is. It's yeah. True. But either way, like you said, it's not going to be good for the game. But mm. It's going to water know. down was... your Atlanta Braves, you know, receiving your World Series rings and all that. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say. I'll say that's not going so well. But yeah. hey, what are we going to do? You know, it's, it's just the route they're taking. But yeah, like everything else in this world, in this culture, we just got to sit back and watch it and see what happens. Sit back just and like watch our it gas rise. prices, Troy. <laughs> I was just gonna say, just sit back and watch it lot rise, like our gas prices. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's crazy, uh, man. What we're, what we're paying at the pump now, and, yeah. and according and to some reports, you, yeah, I was telling you before we started the podcast that you know I, I want to say it was on one of the, I think it was on one of the local news media sites that came across my phone. Uh, saying that gas prices can go as high as four, five, six, seven dollars a gallon. Yep. Yep. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I read that article article to you this morning before we started. It yeah. Was, uh, based out of South Carolina, I believe, and it said it could get up over seven dollars a gallon. That's yeah. just insane. And then you got California saying, "Uh, hey guys, <laughs> yeah. we're already there." Yeah. Can you imagine if it goes to seven dollars a gallon here? What it's going to be there? Ten dollars. Over ten. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's nuts it is it is it's not i mean my gosh we got we got all this material and resources in our own backyard and yet we're allowing other world countries to dictate how much we are in debt and and in trouble you know i mean i saw doc brown fly a DeLorean into the future with banana peels and, and garbage peels. And stuff. Exactly. And we're doing all this over gas. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. All he has to do is just get that thing over 80 miles per hour. 88. Oh, 88. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, there's the big difference, right? Um, and it just makes me wonder, especially when you look at the Super Bowl commercials, you know, how this kind of comes into play here with all the electric car commercials it just makes yeah. you wonder, like, is this a, a boy? Where is Jeremy Ryder when we need him? Um, yeah. It just makes you wonder if this was like some kind of uh, intentional act uh, to talk about, you know, to to advertise all these electric cars. And then yep. all of a sudden now we're going to ri- raise the gas prices the way we are. Is this is this a push to get these electric cars? I don't know. Yeah, it makes you all wonder if there's a little couple sh- shake of the hands behind the curtains, you know, like. Uh... <laughs> Hey, if I raise gas prices, right, that'll yeah. help you, 
you know, I'll buy stock into your company, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that'll make your cars, you know, you'll get, you'll sell more cars because, you know, you don't have to use gas for your vehicles. And yes. so you'll win by selling more cars. I'll win because I'll make more money off your stocks. And you know what I mean? Like it's, yep. Uh, it's scary, man. It is. It is. Um, uh, well, let's look back and let's look back in history here a little bit, Howie. We got um, in 1792, the U.S. Postal Service cre- was created. How about that? Oh, wow, I think it goes at the same speed, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you and I have said this a few thing, few times about different things that happen in history on our show, but like uh, the U.S. Postal Service is slowly being less and less used. I mean, it's more oh, for yeah. packages this day than for letters, for sure. You well, know? think about it. Even if we want to send a, a check in the mail, I mean, no longer. You just you just yep. uh, put it on your electronic uh, account and say, you know what? My, my credit card is going to be paid in full via email yep. or via, yeah. you know, automatic withdrawal. Yep. Do you yeah, still use good. checking books, by the way? I still do write checks occasionally for different things. Um, Mostly like um, government related things, honestly, like, like township bills and stuff like that. And, um, but that's really about it. Yeah, I know. Cause I was like, even, even the days of balancing your checkbook. Yeah. Onto the wayside. Yep. Because I can literally look on my phone and it's like, okay, I can see up to the second spending in my checking account. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. So the checking, yeah, I agree. The postal service, you know, I mean, I, th- I think it's still important. Well, sure. Especially, well, especially because I mean, what they're mostly delivering right now is just, you know, packages like, uh, you know, whatever it would be, you know, big box packages and, but it's definitely not the letters. Like they just used to always, they, they were always mailing letters. It was always letters, you know, and, and now I'm lucky if I get two or three letters in the mail and it's, you know, the only thing we ever really get delivered is like I said, boxes so. yeah, or junk mail, you know? Yeah, that too. That too. Please donate to this or donate to that. And yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, 1959, Howie, this is, I thought this was interesting because of kind of some of the stuff we've talked about recently with uh, political stuff on our show, but the FCC applied the equal rule Mm-hmm. to tv newscasts for political candidates so yeah. whatever however much time one political candidate gets on a newscast they have to give that same equal amount of time to another political candidate mm-hmm. but the, the thing that really struck me about this Hallie, is it i mean i didn't look into the rule per se but does this only apply to democrats and republicans because you don't see green party or libertarian party people get their time on tv that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. So that's something, you know, maybe, maybe something to research on. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was interesting because, you know, I think we're getting to the point where a lot of people are sick of the Republicans. A lot of people are sick of the Democrats. And I think this could be a time where you start to see another party sneak in there. And I don't think it's ever going to happen if they don't get the chance to be on TV and get and get their views talked about, you know? Right. Well, that's why you see a lot of um, folks that are going for different offices. They they register as Democrats yes. or Republicans because, yep. you know, that's how they're going to get themselves on the ticket and that's how they're going to get their notoriety. So, right. so probably based on that alone is probably telling me that they don't get the equal rights as others do. Yes, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. 
One more thing in history I wanted to bring up was in 1962, John Glenn became the first American to orbit Earth. How about that? Yeah. And now we got Mr. Elon Musk, who just does it on a weekend basis, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm going to the moon this weekend. You guys want to come with us? Yeah. Is there anything you guys need while I'm out? <laughs> I know, but think about how far we've come from the... So what is that, 62? That's 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 60 years ago, um, John Glenn orbited the Earth. And think about that. Think about how long we have come. You know, seven years yeah. after that, someone landed on the moon. Yep. Um, or, or so we think. <laughs> so they say, yeah. Uh, you know, and then obviously years after that, we've had... Um, yeah, we've we've got Mr. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, just taking his uh, weekend shuttle up to the uh, Earth's atmosphere and taking uh, famous people with him. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> good times, my man. So, you know, we'll see what else transpires and what we'll be looking back in 60 years and seeing what happened in this date, you know, 60 years ago. So, well, from what I understand, they're already in the works of having an aircraft like an Elon Musk um, designed aircraft that can go up into the uh, space, the, um, you know, the space atmosphere. And it's going to cut travel from one end of the world to the other in ridiculous time. They're saying wow. that potentially, potentially you can travel from here to australia in they said like just under an hour oh my gosh based on that technology could you imagine having to board a plane and i'm gonna go to australia and get there in less than an hour Whew. yeah are they sure you're not gonna travel back in time when that happens yeah right i know <laughs> like hey how did i get here in 1975 <laughs> yeah um am i born yet yeah right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah so uh i could see that happening probably possibly not in our lifetime but who knows maybe that's insane that's that's just crazy to even think about it really is it is it is oh well i guess that'll wrap up the first portion of our show today yeah we take enough. a little take a little break and come back with some birthdays sounds like a plan we will be right back after this brief message hey all what's up this is brian from data monster customs are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse sibling child boss or anyone for every occasion well we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures Check us out on Instagram at DataMonster, that's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, or just put DataMonster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for DataMonster Customs. Use Holly, do you see that? <laughs> wow, you know, I don't know. 
Nirvana never gets old for me. Were you a big Nirvana fan growing up when they first came I, I out? I was. I was. That was, you know, that whole movement kind of started right at my beginning of my teenage years. Yeah. So it, you know, that was that was big in my, you know, childhood for sure. Um, you know, not just Nirvana, but that that whole base of groups that came out during that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Soundgarden and Smashing Pumpkins and yeah, Pearl all Jam those, and all those yeah, grunge bands, you know. Yep. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Kurt Cobain, obviously, uh, passed away in 1994 at the age of 27, but today he'd be celebrating his 55th birthday if he were still living with us. Can you wow. believe that? Wow, wow. How old was he when he died? 27. That's a shame. Yeah. He's been dead longer than he was alive now. Yeah. Crazy wow. to think. Yeah, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? And yeah. man, when you listen to some of his songs and you actually see the lyrics, uh, he he had some uh, he had some dark stuff going on. He sure did. So. Sure did. It, sounded, it looked like he was um, looking for a lot of um, uh, what sort I'm looking for um, acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like pe- people didn't want to accept him for what he was, and it was a way for him to try to you know his music was a way of him just trying to get out his feelings and uh yeah i mean he connected with a lot of people though i mean sure did there's no way you know there's no way other way around it than, than saying that but you know, um, when his videos would come on the play especially this one that we were just playing smells like teen mm-hmm. spirit uh you know as you're watching it like on a on like an mtv for example you're just like your jaws like dropped and you're like glued to see what's happening next it was yeah. just odd like uh some of the stuff in his video was just like so dark and out there but yes it's good it was really well done it was it was you know very well done and uh, kind of off topic here just a little bit real quick but i was just watching um somebody review the pearl jam video jeremy oh and um did you know that was based off of a true story i did not it was there was a, a boy in texas that his, his obviously his name was Jeremy and he I guess was picked on a lot and whatever and uh went into his English class and shot himself right in the mouth with a with a gun oh, in English wow. class. Wow. And that's what that whole song is based off of. See people don't realize how much bullying plays a role in some of these um final results. Yes. You know, uh did I did I share the story as far as having that conversation with um uh, the Columbine killer's mom, Sue Klebold and such. Uh, you told me, you told, I, you've told us that you've talked to her, but I don't know that you've ever really shared any information about the story. But. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, when I was talking with her, she would say that her son, Dylan Klebold, who was one of the mm-hmm. Columbine shooters, mm-hmm. you know, would come home on a daily basis and talk about like, or, and he would come home with his shirt all stained up with mustard, mm-hmm packets because of the jocks in the school would squeeze the mustard packets on him and his buddy who was the other shooter mm-hmm. and they would come home every day with these and uh and they even went to the principal to report it and uh the principal mm-hmm. didn't do anything uh he would come home and the mom you know she even admitted she's like i just dismissed it as boys will be boys you know yep. and uh and it got to the point where they had enough 
you know, mm-hmm. they were being bullied and uh, not that I would excuse what they did. Sure. Uh, but there are reasons why people do what they do, you know, whether it's killing themselves or whether it's killing other people, you know, there is something that drives that behavior. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we lose a lot of people as a result of that. Are those the ones the boys targeted them when they went in? Uh, yeah, they did. They definitely started. They were targeting the jocks and such mm-hmm. when they went into the school. Obviously, they ended up doing a lot more than just that. But right. How yeah. many how many people ended up dying in that situation? You remember? I don't remember. Uh, it's yeah, I don't remember. I remember when when that happened, that event, it was just like beyond belief, like, oh, my gosh, you know, and that was that was April 20th, correct? Uh, Yes. Because didn't they? um, Well, not just that, but it was also the the official weed day or whatever, too. Right. Yeah. Did that did did that did anybody ever find out if that was the reason they picked that day or Uh, nobody found out now to my. Okay. I'm just curious if it had anything to do with with the Hitler or with the, the national pot day or whatever, that type oh, of thing. I was yeah. just curious. Um, yeah, it's, it's a sad situation, but yeah, anyway, um, you know, back to the birthdays here. Yeah. Happy birthday to Kurt Cobain. Um, we just talked about this guy a little bit ago. They just lost him earlier this year. Uh, Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Uh, what was he? The first black, uh, man Oscar to win the Academy, uh, Academy award, right? Isn't that yeah. what it was? Or yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, today would have been his birthday. Um, you know, obviously he passed away at the age of 94. Mm-hmm. Um, so today would have been his 95th birthday. Um, so yeah, just, just missed out on his 95th birthday. But, um, like we said, you know, definitely somebody that transitioned and, uh, um, made a big, um, impact mm-hmm. in the acting industry for sure. Yeah. And you think of people like him or Jackie Robinson, you know, mm-hmm. they, they had yep. a dream, they, they had a, a mission in life and they're like you know what this is what i enjoy and i'm not going to care about the obstacles in my way and and i felt like uh you know in both cases i mean jackie robinson went through a lot of torture yes. and such uh but like sydney you know even when we played that um video of him receiving yes. the oscar he seemed to have a an overwhelming support from a yes. crowd who we look at back in the day as being very racist you know segregated yeah for sure yeah but they didn't seem that way that night no they did not i agree with you so but yeah Uh, let's move on to our next clip up there howie um we got uh a young lady celebrating a 34th birthday and let's hear a little clip here shining bright like a diamond shining bright like a diamond Howie, just uh, we were just talking about the Kurt Cobain with the one and a half billion views, and this one here is one point, almost one point nine billion. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, uh, that's insane. It is. I mean, um, at least I, I guess with Rihanna, I mean her 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 supporting cast, so to speak, they are from the era of technology. So sure, you, know, you would kind sure. of half expect that where Kurt Cobain was before that technology. Yeah, 
So, but and, uh, and and not and not to mention, you know, a lot of the people. This is the only way they could see those music videos now that are released. You know, no. back in the day, everybody had already seen the "Smells Like Teen Spirit" video, and such. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. now they don't really even release music videos anymore. The only way to see them is on YouTube and such. So yeah, and I'm actually curious with this one because, like I mentioned with you earlier, all her yeah. videos tend to open up with her smoking. And, yeah, uh, and I'm like, I wonder what the the reasoning behind that is. Yeah, it's definitely curious. But yeah, Rihanna, 34 years old today. And, wow. uh, you know, I guess you and I both learned that she was born in Barbados, actually. So. Yes. Yep. So very interesting. Um, somebody else that made a big impact in a different field. Cindy Crawford, huh? Yeah. 56 years old today. Now, when you think of Cindy um, Crawford, what do you think of the most with her? Honestly, the first thing I think of is one of the Pepsi Super Bowl commercials. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the birthmark. The yeah, birthmark I always commercial. think of the mole or the birthmark. Yep. yep. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I think of when I think of Cindy. I always think of one of the Super Bowl commercials where she's like in the middle of a desert or something and there's a soda machine. Oh, yeah. And some don't some young boys or something drive by or, or, or see her and give her like money for the soda machine or something weird like that. I don't remember, but that's, yeah. I have that it's 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 cloudy but that's the image i always seem to remember back in the day when super bowl commercials were actually good yes exactly (laughs) yeah um yeah so yeah definitely uh supermodel cindy crawford um was she cover girl or something like that too or you know or yeah yeah. girl model uh i mean yeah and and i almost believe if i'm not mistaken i believe her daughter is now um a big time supermodel oh geez i didn't know that yeah all right let's move let's move on to somebody else a little bit younger a little bit celebrating her celebrating her 19th birthday today and she's kind of come onto the music scene here pretty strong the last couple years yeah and let's hear a quick a quick clip from her you say a little bit younger you say what 19 right yep she's turning 19 today yep you I guess you moved on really easily you found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world good for you i guess that you've been working on yourself i guess the therapist i found for you she really helped now you can be a better man for your brand new girl yeah olivia rodrigo and uh I, I like her stuff. She's got really catchy stuff. Um, I think she was a Disney star, if I'm not mistaken. She was on the Disney Channel, one mm-hmm. of them shows. Um, but yeah, she's got really catchy stuff coming out. I like her. She does. Yeah, I like her to- or her tunes. Um, um, it almost reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, BB Rexa. Yes. Yeah, BB uh, kind of reminds me of a young BB Rexa in a sense where she just comes out and just starts performing and uh, just a talent to just like you almost got to like watch her because you're just so in in awe of what she can do yeah like yeah she seems very talented i'm excited to see you know what what she does after this this is obviously kind of her debut and her big breaking out and hopefully she continues with the success because i think um she has a lot to, to offer she she seems like she's putting out really good content so. so what do you think what do you think is the uh because let's face it we got we got a lot of talent that we've interviewed Yes. Uh, you know, so once they make it big, mm-hmm. what do you 
think is the answer to them maintaining that stardom? I, I don't know what, I think what a lot of it is, honestly, is just keeping yourself in the limelight somehow. Mm-hmm. You it's know, it's like, yeah, you got to be a professional promoter. Yes. You got to have people that are doing it for you as well. Because there's people that really have only hit it big with a couple songs or whatever, but they're really good at promoting themselves. Yeah. And they just stay relevant with their old stuff because mm-hmm. they know how to promote themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of so, like that group that we call, what are they called? The Beatles or something like that? Yeah. The Beatles. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they, they only they really have, weren't yeah. around that long, but th- I mean, you want to talk about uh, a group that is still relevant today? Um, yeah, just amazing. They had, I would say, they had more than one hit, though, Howie. Yeah, they had maybe one or two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that you know, um, like a band before our time, Troy, where we can probably yeah. name every single band person, you know, every person in the band. Yep. You know, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, John Lennon, uh, and George Harrison. And yeah, Jim Harrison. I mean, geez. George. George Harrison. Yeah. You were like a Jim Morrison there for a second. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's you know, that's I mean, what can you say? I mean, they're they're icons for sure. I mean they are. So you know. I'm always curious because there's we have a lot of talent. I mean when you really look at talent wise, would you say Johnny Cash was extremely talented? At performing, at not necessarily. Performing. Right. And, uh, and, but he was really good at wearing his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Letting people know how he was and not changing who he was. No, he made because, it for himself. Right. Exactly. Yes. He was himself. And he connected with the everyday man really is what it boiled down to, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, but I love Johnny Cash. I, I love his, his mm-hmm. songs, but yeah, I would never go out and say, Oh, he was a fantastic vocalist. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know I actually you know? was, um, I was going through my, I was cleaning some of the stuff out of my car and I actually had a uh, Johnny Cash CD mm-hmm. because I wanted to play it for my kids when we went down to Nashville because I okay. knew I was to go, to the uh, Johnny Cash Museum. So okay. I forgot that I still had it in my car. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pop this in. And this was actually just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I decided I'm just going to pop this in and play some of it. And it's like, yeah, this kind of, I don't know, it just brought back some like good memories of mm-hmm. things. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, the guy didn't have the, the greatest vocal skills in the world, but boy, was he entertaining. Yes. Was it like a greatest hit CD or? Yeah, it was always greatest yeah. hits. So yeah, it's started out. Stuff. I walked the line, and so. I, I liked I liked some of the stuff he did when he got together with Rick Rubin towards the end of his life. Yeah, when he was doing a lot of remakes of other songs and such. That was yeah. I really enjoyed some of that stuff too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well let's finish it up. We got a couple more to go here. Uh, Brian Luttrell from Backstreet Boys, turning forty-seven years old. Um, yeah, crazy to think these guys that you know were teen icons and now they're. <laughs> 47 years old you know i feel the pain troy because i was a teen icon and i'm 47 now you know See? I mean, so yeah so you know exactly what he's going through yes yes i can relate <laughs> <laughs> um can you relate to this guy though charles barkley oh uh, geez i can relate to him in the fact that i enjoyed watching him yeah sir charles Re- uh, barkley the the round mound of rebound right the, oh my gosh yeah 
59 uh, years old today for Charles Barkley. Wow. Wow. One and of the prettiest golf swings you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what a lot of fun to watch though. You want to talk yes. about someone yes. who wore his heart on a sleeve and he spoke yes. thought and he doesn't, he doesn't allow outside resources to change his mind, you know, yes. and, uh, man, I, I appreciate him just for that, but yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And one more, Hallie, and we kind of learned a little bit about this guy as we were looking into this. Yeah. Three career no-hitters. Um, I thought it was one, possibly two, but here we found out it's three. <laughs> and let's hear a little clip of uh, the last out of his last no-hitter. Yes, indeed. Ball to third. Toro is there. His third time. Justin Verlander. Another exclamation point in a Hall of Fame career. His third career no-hitter. One of six in the history of the game with three or more and his second year at the Rogers Center. How about Justin? Oh, that was his second in Toronto. Wow. I just see I picked up on that as that clip went through there. Yeah. So uh but yeah. So I guess he uh he likes playing against Toronto, I guess. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> uh, shame he couldn't be a Toronto Blue Jay at the time, huh? Yeah, right. That would have been perfect. My gosh. Wow. Might have been might have been breaking Nolan Ryan's record there. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so happy birthday to all those, you know, great people. And we would have it no other way <laughs> than to have our friends from Jib Jab wish you a happy birthday. Yes, indeed. Happy birthday. All right. Uh, it's another explosion. And another episode in the books, Howie. What? Sheesh, I lost track of what number we're at, but we got to be coming up here close to uh, with the hundred mark here soon, right? Yeah, we got to be getting there. I gotta, I gotta check when uh, where we're at because yeah, we got to make sure we make a little bit of a bigger deal about that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, last week was one hundred. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely. I mean, yeah. Check that out. We're hanging in this game, Howie. I know. I know. We're having fun. We're still. We're still doing it. We're still getting people listening. So, uh, you know, how about supporting us, people? We need money. Yes. In fact, you know what? That's what we need to do, Troy. We need to come up with a commercial where, you know, you know how how the uh, commercials come on with feed the children and such. Yeah. You know, we need to come up with uh, a feed the podcasters. Yeah, and have like our Venmo attached to it and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't see why we shouldn't. <laughs> i mean you can always look us up on venmo i know you can just look up my name howie white you know and yeah if you want to throw a few dollars at me feel free to do that just like you sir what would you like to uh donate to the cause me yes you <laughs> zero dollars oh come on you gotta help us out Ouch. All okay, right. fine. What about $2,000 million? Tooth Fairy gives you more than that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what about $10? Fair enough. I'll take, we'll take 10. We'll take 10. Okay. That's right. 
that's that's uh, that's moving up the ladder quicker than uh, what's what uh, our folks at Anchor are are providing us. <laughs> yes, come on, Anchor, give us a little yes. more, man. We're doing that's more right. for you guys. That's right. So, uh, yeah, my son there, Lincoln, made a little cameo. So that's right. He's now going to be famous. Yeah. No. Well, hopefully. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh my. So uh, yeah. So. I guess uh, things will be wrapping up here. It's off to church for myself. So, yep. Hopefully, everyone will have a good rest of their week and uh, everybody stay safe. And uh, yes, please stay safe. Go. Yep. So, don't forget the uh, crisis hotlines if you need them out there, Howie. We like to push those right. through. Yep. Uh, what is it? 1 800 273 talk. Yep. 800 273 8255. Or you can, <laughs> or you can uh, text 741-741. Yes, please, please don't forget that on a very serious note. Oh, and my son's back and promoting oh, his. He's gonna, he's give, gonna us give us a fifty-dollar Amazon, Amazon card. <laughs> I don't. Know. Maybe we can buy some new gear. Howie. Yeah, there we, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, everybody have a great weekend. Have a great week. Uh, you know, thanks for tuning in, and I bid you adieu. righty. Until next time. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.